0: The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now we have Sally Fisher, who is the campaign organiser for Geelong Renewables, Not Gas. And I was out and about pounding the pavement on the weekend and uh, saw a few of your signs out and about. So it's getting traction, this campaign. Sally, good morning. Thanks for being on the programme.
1: Oh, good morning, Mitch. Thanks for having me.
0: Pleasure. And you've brought in a special guest who presented, I believe, recently to some of the people attended. Um, Do you want to introduce who you've brought in?
1: Yeah, we've got Garth Norman with us today, who's a North Shore resident and an LNG oil and gas professional. He's worked in the industry for for 20 years and he presented at a forum we held last Wednesday evening.
0: So, uh, Garth, thanks for being on the program. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. So, do you want to just summarise the key messages of your presentation just for the people listening that weren't there? Oh, not a
2: problem, Mitch.
0: LNG um, can be managed very safely, but
2: it does require a layer of protection, which is separation from people. It does require it to be quite some distance from from people, and the LNG import terminal is being proposed in Geelong is simply too close to the residential area of North Shore and too close to the recreational areas for Geelong people. And there has been extensive research led by the US government over the past decade, which demonstrates a hazard zone of up to three and a half kilometres around LNG tankers. Um, I was actually looking... Sorry, go ahead. And within that hazard zone, Mitch, there are in excess of thirty thousand Geelong residents, which would fall inside the hazard zones that have that have been put forward. Out of the research that's been done in the, in America,
0: I was looking through the slides of your presentation, and I believe it's highlighted a few previous incidents. But just talking about that barrier, where are the current LNG import terminals located, particularly in Australia? Are they located near residential zones, or are they in completely remote areas?
2: Mitch, there are currently no LNG import terminals at all in Australia. There are a number of LNG export facilities and they are remotely located from people. The original ones are located in the Northwest Shelf over in Western Australia and some more recent ones in Gladstone in Queensland and in Darwin. And in all those cases, they are greater than three and a half kilometres from residential areas.
0: How do you arrive at the figure of three and a half kilometres? What's likely to happen within that zone that three and a half kilometres helps to mitigate?
2: I mean, I didn't arrive at at these figures. These are the recommendations from the US government reports and the US regulatory requirements. And at the distance of 3.5 kilometres, people exposed to thermal radiation from a fire from an LNG tanker would receive second-degree burns after 40 seconds of exposure to that level of heat. And, of course, anywhere closer than that 3.5-kilometre distance, you would actually have more severe consequences. And if you're within the 500 metres of an LNG incident and fire,
0: you would suffer instantaneous fatality. Mm. Uh, Obviously very confronting information. How common have been those sorts of issues
2: well, fortunately, Mitch, we haven't had, in the world at the moment, a an incident that has escalated to that potential. All of these values have been determined at a test facility that was specially constructed to test LNG spills onto water. And it is the modelling and the verification of the models using this test facility in New Mexico, which has determined these safe distances around LNG
0: tankers. And have you heard much about, under this proposal, how those sorts of safety issues might be mitigated? Um, Mitch,
2: we, we continue to ask Viva on their steps to mitigate these safety concerns, and we don't get much information that comes back. We get a common message that Viva have safely operated the refinery for the past 70 or so years, and that they know how to handle hydrocarbons, but they're very light on any specific mitigations which they would implement to LNG import into Geelong. And
0: are the risks similar with that refinery as it is now, or is the LNG import concept, is that really an elevated level of risk that's quite substantial?
2: Oh, no, it's completely different material, Mitch, and and safely managing crude oil is one thing, and they've got a track record of successfully... Um, managing and running that refinery. But LNG is a completely different material and it has a whole different level of risks. And particularly in large volumes, a a catastrophic release of LNG or spill onto water behaves much, much differently to what crude oil would. And there's a large exposure from the vapour, which would come off the LNG when it hits the water. And it, it is known as an asphyxiant. And the LNG vapor cloud displaces oxygen, but effectively what it means is people can suffocate if they get enveloped in that uh, vapor cloud. And the testing that the US government did undertake determined that the vapor cloud could extend 2.45 kilometers from the accident site if there was to be a large release. So anybody within that zone could suffer um, asphyxiation injuries or or fatality from being in that vapour cloud.
0: And you mentioned you're a resident of North Shore. What's the mood like around at North Shore when you go out uh, under the COVID lockdowns and all that bit of, um, of those restrictions? How does it um, weigh on people's minds out there? If you're going and talking to neighbours, what are they saying?
2: Oh, it's very confronting for the residents here because the shipping channel is unbelievably close to North Shore. Most people in Geelong don't appreciate how close the shipping channel is to the shore here. And my kitchen and lounge room is 330 metres from the shipping channel and there are houses that are 220 metres from the shipping channel and it is just simply too close and people are really concerned about that proximity.
0: So Sally, just looping back to the position with the campaign, uh, where are we at now? Because we spoke to you and uh, your representatives previously and you said that the state government's reviewing it and it's up to them and the planning minister obviously to sign off on it potentially. So what's the latest there?
1: So in terms of the environmental effects statements process, um, Viva's still conducting studies and consultations um, in relation to the the, um, uh, proposal. So we have yet to see the outcome of those studies that will be released sometime early next year. Um, So in the meantime, we're really just trying to alert residents to the fact that this proposal is in fact, you know, on the table um, and make people aware of the the potential risks associated with with that because um, we get very little time at the end when these um, studies are released to actually view the documents and and, um, respond to them. So it's important that residents are aware of this proposal well before that that, um, they're
0: officially released. I see. And you've had, I think, MPs speak at various events before. What have you heard from the local MPs representing the area, particularly I'm assuming North Shore's in uh, John Aaron's seat?
1: Well, I came to have a chat with um, John Aaron. I've requested a meeting and um, I'm looking forward to um, an opportunity to, to chat with him. I believe Gas has uh, briefed John on some of these um, safety issues. Is that right, Gas?
2: Yes, we have. We've raised the scientific studies that have been done and we've raised a lot of that information with John Aaron and in
0: particular the concerns about the proximity to the residential area of North Shore. I see. Well, thank you very much for being on the program for that update. Can you just tell us where can people find more information if they'd like to uh, go and look at the information that you're referencing for themselves?
1: Yeah, sure. So that's can be found
0: at www.geelongrenewablesnotgas.org. Well, thank you very much. And, of course, more than welcome to come back on the program anytime time when there's a further update. Thank you. Thank you, Mitch. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you very much. Sally and Garth with us there. Sally Fisher is the uh, campaign organiser for Geelong Renewables Not Gas. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank.